hey everyone and welcome to another edition of our Thrive Sentimentals podcast on the Raw edition. Kenzie, we are slowly getting, or I guess quickly, getting to the end of our Enneagram series. Yeah, we're just about there. This is crazy. I know. We've learned so much and gotten to talk to so many fun students. It's really been a super fun series. I mean, this has been really, really cool. When we first like pitched it to each other, I didn't think it would go this quickly. No, I didn't either. I also didn't think it would go over so well. Like yeah. We've just been able to have so many good conversations and... I don't know, I just feel like I've learned a lot about our students and how to love all of the different personalities, like, really well. And parents have gotten involved. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's been so fun. It's, it's a, I feel like in the hallways, it, like... We always have Enneagram conversations. We do. Now, and, like, I love Sunday it. school. It's been, it's been refreshing and different and cool. I and, love it. I know. Today, we don't have a special guest with us, um, but if you're a four out there and just want to come on in, like, let us know. We will definitely interview you. Um, but we don't have one today, but Kenzie, we're talking about the fours. Yeah, the fours. I've still never really met somebody who, like, knows that they're a four. Yeah. I've tried to, you know, do what I said I wasn't going to do and type people as a four. Kenzie. I know, I know, I'm sorry. Ugh. But I would love to meet you if you're a four. I want to know how you think and talk to you. So take that test. Yeah, take it let me know. Yeah. So we're, what we're going to do, how we're going to kind of flow today is... If you haven't already realized, um, Kenzie is our um, in-person staff like guru of the Enneagram. She has read all the things, and I'm just glad that I have you fooled into thinking that I know all of the things. <laughs> oh well, especially when it comes to Enneagram, I feel like I could ask you a lot, and you. At least make me think. Uh, I did, fun fact, side note, I did get this really nerdy book in the mail yesterday of the presidents and their Enneagram personality it. profiles. Can't it's see. 400 pages, and I'm ready to dive in. Actually, okay, <laughs> let me, when you finish that, I want to read that, because oh, I love presidential sure. history, yeah. so that sounds really fun. Mm-hmm. Well, you want to be like a coach at one point, too, right? I did. I watched a, uh, Enneagram coach training but it was oodles of money, and I'm just like, you know what? I'll just buy books on Amazon and like con- convince you that I know everything, and it's fine. Like the presidents. I love it. Yes. So, Kenzie, what are our fours? Like, every every number kind of has their own name. Like, what are our fours called? Fours are the romantic individualists, so they get a pretty fun name. They do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so what does that kind of mean? Like, what is, what's kind of an overview, like a quick kind of synopsis of a four? So the fours, their main fear is being plain, flawed, or insignificant, um, which plays into that whole individualist thing. Their main desire really is to be seen as special and unique. Hmm. And this kind of desire and fear makes them fall easily into this idea of envy, and they start comparing themselves to other people and they see others and immediately can identify, hey, there's something missing in me that they don't have. Mm. And so that envy starts playing in through kind of what we call the comparison game. But the fours are great because they see the world in terms of beauty and they really have an emphasis on the arts and really expressing themselves in authentic, creative ways. And because of that, they're pretty aware of their emotions and they are very in tune, whether it's high or low, they really want to like soak up every emotion that they experience. But whenever they're down, they can become critical of themselves and ashamed of what they're missing and really sad. 
Um, but on the bright side, whenever fours really dive in and know that God has made them very unique and gifted them in a special way, then they can be imaginative and creative and inspirational and they can be really passionate. And one of the things that I found out about them, which is kind of cool, is they're the most empathetic Enneagram type. Ooh, Because okay. they dive into those emotions so deeply whenever they experience them that whenever somebody else is going through that, they can literally look at them and say, I've been there okay. because they've soaked it up, they've learned from it, and they've embraced it. Um, some of our famous Enneagram I fours. love this. When I, <laughs> listening to all the Enneagram like episodes, I love looking at the famous ones. Yes. I'm like, that's just so cool to think yeah, about. Yeah, it brings it to life. Um, one of my favorite biblical characters ever in the Old Testament, Joseph, a.k.a. the Dreamer. You see why he's a four. Yep. Um, Billie Eilish, Johnny Depp, Vincent Van Gogh, Edgar Allan Poe, and a fictional one, Rapunzel. We also learned Violet. Yes. From the Incredibles. the Incredibles, that I was like, I typed her. I'm sorry, y'all. I did. But you it, did it correctly. But I did it correctly. So, so yes, Violet from the Incredibles. Well, I mean, we really have to type all fictional characters. Well, that's true. They we can't, can't pick it themselves. Right. <laughs> yes, so, yes. You did what we have to do right. to get the answers we need. Yeah. So I just I love being able to, um, like you said, kind of put it in real life. Mm-hmm. Kind of helps you kind of frame it. Yeah. And that's really cool. So. Kenzie, I know that you're not a four. I am not. You're not. Um, but I know that you've been doing some research and you've been kind of thinking of some things that um, if you were a four or if you met a four today, yeah. what they might say in yeah. different scenarios. So yeah. kind of walk through us on some of those things of if you were a four, what you might say in those in that situation. Yeah, and this is good for people who are exploring the Enneagram. If these like connect with you, you might be a four. Um, but also for, again, those of us who aren't fours, knowing this is what's going on in the mind of a four. So just a few things, um, fours would think things like, I have so many feelings in a day. It's hard to know which ones to pay attention to first. I like things that are dramatic and different. I definitely don't like the ordinary. In social situations, I tend to hang back and wait for others to come to me. When people tell me what to do, I'm often tempted to do the opposite. Mm. I feel there is something essential lacking in me because I've never really belonged. I'm okay with sad movies, sad songs, sad stories. Overly happy people give me a headache. I love that. <laughs> that last one. That, I know. That's, I had to include it. I was like, that might be my favorite one of all. <laughs> I don't like. I don't want to laugh, but that's kind of funny, you know? Like that, yeah. That kind of gives me a chuckle. Well, and from what I read, is they get annoyed with happy people because they feel like they're too superficial. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't just be happy. Yeah. Like, they think that there's some other emotion that you have to be experiencing. So if people are always happy, then they're right. fake. And so that's how a four is like, I don't trust happy people. And always they get on my people. nerves. Yeah. Right. Because if you're going around always happy, then you're lying about what your emotions are. Yeah. So it's it definitely makes you laugh at face value, but then you're like, okay, I can see where they'd be coming from with that. Yeah. The feelers. Yeah, absolutely. And that's that's cool because, I mean, I think kids, we have to have those people in our lives that, that oh, feel yeah. everything and help us kind of sometimes think through those feelings. Right. Well, and again, just having somebody who can be empathetic where yeah. you're like, man, I'm so heartbroken over this. And they're like, oh, man, I was that last week. Let me come and sit with you. And right. we can just marinate in this together and just sit in this moment. Because I think we learn from our emotions like that. Well, because so, I'm a person. I want to help you. Right. I want to, like. Right. I, <laughs> I saw it was like, if um, 
this is a terribly morbid example, but it was like, if you ever have to, like, put your dog down, you need to call a four, not a two, because a two would bring you a new puppy in a casserole, <laughs> and a four would sit there with you and just, like, hold the dog with you and just sit in silence and be there. And I'm like, that's such a good... <laughs> Like, explanation. If you need somebody to sit with you and just be in the moment in the fields, not really trying to pull you out, just being there with you, yeah. the four, that's your person. Don't call me. Yeah. Yeah, what would you do? I'd, you know, I'd probably bring the casserole. I'd probably, yeah. I don't know if I'd bring the dog at that moment, but probably... It would be on mind. your mind. Yeah. You'd be on like, Pet Finder, at right. least. <laughs> what could I do? Yeah. So, you know, Kenzie, I love what we've done with every single type and that we really tried to help everyone think it through is, you know, how can they see their, their God-given potential, mm -hmm. but also, you know, what are the things that we think through? What are those truths? What are those lies that we go through every single day? So I know that we looked at that one of the, one of the lies that fours kind of believe is mm -hmm. there's something off about you so you'll never belong. What does that do for a four? Like, where does that place them in their life? I mean, I think that's, you know, with all of these lies, it is exactly that. It's a lie. But to them, it's very real. And it yeah. doesn't mean that it's a truth. It just means that it's real. Mm -hmm. And so to feel like there's no good community where I'm fitting in, either because you feel super healthy and you're like, I'm so unique, like nobody else can get me, or you feel like you're missing something and somebody else is going to know that and exclude you. Yeah. And while, of course... That's a lie. Um, there's always people who will love you and support you, and there's nothing inherently missing about you. It's still very hard, I'm sure, to navigate friendships and relationships and social situations with that reality and that lie being, like, so big and so right in your face all of the time. Right. So what's the truth that fours need to hear if they have that lie kind of resonating in, yeah. their, in their head sometimes? What's the opposite of that? What's that truth they need to hear? The opposite would be you are seen and you are valued for who you are. It, yeah. You're not missing anything. And no one's pushing you out. Everybody, you know, everybody's different. That's the beauty of it. Um, there's nothing terribly different about you that makes you mm -hmm. unwanted or unvalued. You're unique, and that's what's beautiful. But you don't have to try to be something else, and you don't have to feel like you're failing. Like you're you're enough for who you are. Yeah. I don't know about you. I get stressed out. You get stressed out sometimes, <laughs> right? right? <laughs> um, but so, what happens in your research? Like you've kind of read a lot. What do fours do when they get stressed out? And I think I love this. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. This is so, Jeremiah. You are a two. I am, and I am a one. Yeah. When fours are stressed, they look like an unhealthy two. <laughs> when they're striving and healthy and good to go, they look like a healthy one. Oh, look at that. <laughs> so, Here we are. So we're really representing both sides of the spectrum of our four today. Yep. Um, but an unhealthy two, an unhealthy four, basically they both really need that assurance. They need that affirmation. From their friends, from their partners, from their family, whoever. They need to be loved. Right. They love. need to be loved. They become maybe needy. They're <laughs> dependent on others. But they just need that, like, it's going to be okay. Like, you're good. Um, and then whenever they're healthy, they tend to be that healthy one. Uh, the sensitive, funny, but they're also disciplined enough to kind of wrangle in all of their creative juices and really, like, buckle down and bring these ideas to life. And so... That disciplined side of things is the one. 
Um, but I really love the fact that we were both <laughs> of the sides of stress for a four. <laughs> that made me laugh. That's really funny. But I, I think it's interesting that you kind of go back and forth. Yeah. You know, whatever right. type you are, you're not in that box. Like, yeah. Like, you, you do kind of... Well, and that's yeah. what I feel like we've learned about all of these numbers. It's like, sure, everybody can fall nicely, maybe, into a number. But every single interview that we've done, every number that I've looked at, there's always that one thing about each number where I'm like, am I that? Yes. <laughs> am I a four? I think I'm a five. Right. I just have these identity crises all the time. Mm-hmm. Because there's always something that we can relate to and connect with, which I think is the beauty of going through this. Is right. Okay, I know fours are not like me, but here's how I am, like mm-hmm. a four. And I'm going to connect with that person when a four comes into my life. I will know how to love them. Yeah. You know, for me as a two, I love relationships. But <laughs> yeah. how does fours, how do fours interact with relationships? What does that, yeah. how, how does that happen in their lives? What, do, what does that do? Fours are, they're interesting because they are always looking for the, the right answer. They're mm-hmm. looking for that thing that they're missing. And this sometimes comes into play with their relationships. They're looking for that right person. Um, they're looking for that right boyfriend, that right girlfriend, that right best friend. Yeah. And they probably have all of these criteria of what that looks like. And on the off chance that they find that person that fits and that is their right person, that is their perfect person, they pull them in super close. Like the fours are really intense about their relationships and friendships. But after they pull them in and really dive in deep to those relationships, they realize, hey, this isn't filling the hole in my heart that I was looking for. And all of these right things, it didn't do it. And so that kind of freaks them out. And so they end up pushing them away. So it's like this push and pull. I need it, but that's not what I need. Let me put it aside. And it's it's kind of one of those things where I loved reading this because it reminded me so much of people without Jesus. Mm. Of let me fill this hole with something. And so I think, again, that's my thing with a four is I get this. I totally understand what that must be like to always be looking and reaching and striving and searching. And so the message to all of us and to fours, of course, is, hey, Jesus can fill that. Like, you don't yeah. have to keep looking for ways to fill that quote-unquote void. Like, right. you've got something. Yeah. And you can reach to him and he's there. And it's not relationships or friendships or artistic creativity or anything like that. It's, it's Jesus. It's Jesus, yeah. Yeah. I love this next part in thinking about mm-hmm. God because yeah. I don't know about you, but I, I think sometimes we put God in the box. Oh yes. You know, let and, me get on that soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> and we, th- we, we think that God is either this or that mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. but the force, yeah. they can help us think about God in a completely different way yes. or really just expound our view of God. Mm-hmm. So expound on that a little bit. Yes. So a four, again, we talk about these people as the emotional ones. They're very in tune with their emotions. And I think that teaches us a lot about God. Because I don't think we oftentimes think about God as emotional. But he 100% is. I uh, mean, there's a lot of emotions in the Bible. Right. And there's so, that's the beauty of the Bible is there's so many different kinds of writings. There's you know the poetry and the history and the prophecy. And I mean... Is God just revealing himself to his people in a ton of different ways? And a lot of times it's very emotional. Mm -hmm. I mean, just pick up a psalm and read through it, and you see, like, David is connecting with the Lord on a very deep, very emotional level. 
And he's understanding God to be an equally emotional being. Right. And so I think for us, whenever we think about God, sometimes he is that like stoic, rigid, just stone cold, judgmental God up there. Doesn't want anything to do with us. Right. But he's not. I mean, mm-hmm. he made us emotional because he is emotional and wants to connect with us on an emotional level. And so knowing the fours, knowing how deeply they feel things and dive into those emotions, I think it just shows us. God is reflecting his heart in a four by putting on display all of the emotions that he intended for us to feel and to learn from and write about and sing about and be creative with. And I think that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. So, Kenzie, what are some things that fours can do to help them connect with God better? Mm-hmm. Whether that's through emotions or whatever. Like, what are some spiritual disciplines? What are the things that maybe come easy for them or hard for them? So easy ones for a four would be um, taking time alone, so solitude and journaling. I mean, that makes sense. <laughs> Everything we've just said. Well, I mean, I cannot journal worth a flip. <laughs> oh, I my can't goodness. Either. I mean, fours, they tend to be that more introverted and imaginative. And so solitude gives them that space that they want and need to be alone with themselves, to be alone with God. And then journaling, of course. If you're feeling the feels, let's write it down. They're yeah. creative. They sometimes like to write. They like poetry. They like songs. Um, and so being able to have that outlet is something that probably comes pretty naturally for a four. On the flip side of that, some that may be difficult for a four to engage with would be fellowship and thanksgiving. Because fours can be the ones to push themselves away from others. To be able to step out of that and push themselves to be with others mm. and to celebrate one another and not drift towards sadness all the time. To be able to have that fellowship, to be able to point out your blessings, like fellowship and thanksgiving, both of those are something that could really round out well of four. Of engage with others, engage with your happy side, your blessings, um, because that can teach you, again, another side of God. You see through others and you see through your blessings. Nice. So, Kenzie, this verse right here, John 15, 11, mm-hmm. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. What does that speak for to a four? I think it's that last part, your joy may be full. Um, that word fullness sticks out to me of they just feel like they're missing something. Mm-hmm. And so this idea of fullness, something is in that hole that they feel like they've been walking around with their whole life. And to see that that comes from Jesus and that is joy that's filling you. It's not shame or comparison or sadness. That is actually joy that's filling that hole in your heart. I mean, that has to be refreshing. Again, I'm not a four, but to read this, even for me, I love this idea that I'm filled with joy. I want to be be filled with joy. Yeah, but I mean, to know, like, maybe the mentality is there's something missing that I can't find the answer to here on earth. To have this verse and say, oh... Well, maybe I can't find it because it's Jesus, and it's mm-hmm. I'm trying to fill it with tangible things, and it's Him. I think knowing that a four can be filled with joy, that's I think that's why this is the key verse for them. Yeah. Well, Kenzie, in our last just few seconds, mm-hmm. since you are our Enneagram guru, <laughs> for our four friends who might be tuning in, yeah, um, or even for our friends who are have, who have friends with fours, yeah. What is the advice um, for people who are listening? Yeah, if you, if you love a four as a family member or a friend, 
they can they can be tricky sometimes to figure out like how how deep should I go with them and these emotions should I pull them out should I be positive all the time and so a few things that you can do be open with them about your own feelings and reactions you can connect with feelings again they want to feel the feels so sit right there and feel with them appreciate their emotional sensitivity their creativity and idealism just let them talk to you about those things that they're feeling that they're passionate about um, and be positive. Seek to understand what they're feeling and empathize with them about what they think is missing in their life, what they think is missing from around them. Just sit with them and be with them, I think, is the best way that you can love a four. And then if you are a four, then you can always continue growing, just like any of our numbers. But kind of hitting on what we've talked about already, Go out of your way, that thankfulness. Go out of your way and find and express appreciation for what's already in your life and the people who are in your life rather than always focusing on what's missing. So that's that spiritual discipline of thanksgiving and being thankful. And then know when to move forward. The feelings are great, but you don't have to wallow forever in your suffering. You can find out what's causing that pain and move towards Jesus for healing in that area. And then the last one, I love this. This is just the sweetest to me. Offer yourself the gift of unconditional self-friendship hmm. as you work to unwind any heavy emotions of shame or insecurity. Never give up on yourself. That just like, that hits me. That is so sweet. I love that. I think that so many of our students need to hear that for or not. Yes. But just don't give up on yourself. We're yeah. all a work in progress and we're all in this together and you're doing great. As Haskell Musical starts playing in my head. Yes! <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> this has been great, and I hope that whether you are a four, or you love a four, or maybe you will meet a four someday soon, um, that this has been helpful, and uh, this has been such a fun journey. Yeah. Kenzie, we have, what, one more left? Is that right? Two more. Two more, okay. We have our, oh, six, eight, and nine. Oh, I'm missing, okay, I'm missing Six, eight, okay. and nine, yep. Yeah. Well, y'all continue to, to tune in. We've got a few more left. And then after that, we will continue on in, in more series on our podcast. But this has been so fun. And we'll see you all soon. Bye.